Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi there and welcome to everybody watching the live Wednesday Bulletin on the This Is Ibrooks Network. Uh, today I am joined by Ben. How are you doing today, Ben? Doing good, yes. Looking forward to another chat about Rangers. Oh yeah, aren't we all? And uh, Jock, how are you getting on today, Jock? Not too bad. Looking forward to it. Well, that's it. I said I just I just hope everybody's got the subtitles along the bottom of the screen for, for tonight's show because it's a... Uh, a very Northern Ireland-based uh, show tonight. Um, but as always, there's there's loads and loads to discuss. We've got uh, Malik Tillman's interview in the German paper, uh, Kicker. Uh, he said some interesting things there. We'll get the guy's thoughts and, and what he said and, and how important a, a player Malik Tillman is, is becoming under, under Beal. Um, we'll discuss a wee bit about the Dave King and the Club 1872, sort of share issues. Um and I've definitely got the right two people on tonight to talk about Stephen Davis's uh, exclusive uh, RTV interview, um, where he talks about his injury and, and, and coming back and stuff like that. Uh, maybe a wee mention on, on the Rangers youth development for their £400,000 donation to the to the youth programme. Uh, and we'll maybe talk about a wee bit about the ref for, for the final of the Viaplay Cup. And uh, maybe we look ahead to Livingston if we've got time. Um Everybody watching the Wednesday Bulletin knows that I, I normally do a wee on this day. Um, it was all kind of Scottish Cup uh, wins again against sort of lower league teams. I, I don't think any of us can can remember them. So maybe do something a wee bit different. Uh, I think everybody watching kind of knows the the day that, that yesterday was, and on the fourteenth of, of February, it was it was the I think it was the eleventh anniversary of, of of Rangers going into administration. Um, I don't know about you two guys, but I certainly know where I was when when I heard that that news. I was in a pub in the in the West End in, in the primary, and I remember it coming up in, in Sky Sports News, and, and I couldn't believe it. But um, yeah, just I'll start with you, Ben. First, um, it's just more of a a sort of 
chance to to reflect on 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 the, I put the journey and and air quotes um in the last eleven years and just you know think back to that day how horrible it was and and you know there was certainly we we thought we didn't know if we would have a club at the end of the day um but just to you know we've we've got to a European final qualified for the Champions League in that time I mean what what's some of the highlights of, of the journey and and how would you reflect upon it. Yeah, I mean, the highlights you've just said, qualifying again for the Champions League, um, you know, winning the 55th title um, and, and obviously getting further in Europe than they did the whole time that we were we were down the divisions um, was was big. Um, but yeah, just to reflect on it, I mean, the, the devastation, and it kind of showed me, uh, you know, at a time, you know, I knew Rangers was big in my life, but the thought that there maybe was no Rangers would just yeah. show you just what it means to you. Um and the amount of false dawns and things like that, and balls and hedges and all sorts of things that we've been through since since then. Uh, but it shows, it, you know, when I look at it and reflect on it, it shows how far we've come, and it shows just where we are now. And it's 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 great, you know. It maybe makes you think when things, you know, you're drawing a game at the minute, um, and everyone's, you know, the world the world is ending. When you sort of think to what we have been through, you know, things aren't so bad just at the minute. Yeah, no, that that's it exactly. No, I think that's a fair. A fair reflection of it all, and uh, Jock, I'll come to you. But before before I do that, Teddy Bears here's put it. Love that top, Jock. Reminds me of Gattuso. I totally agree as well. It's a it's a fantastic top. That that, that was the first ever Rangers top that I had. That's like a Gaza on the back of it. That's oh, there you go. It's it's McCoyst in his knees. That's that's what that top reminds ah, me of. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Jock, I, I asked the exact same question to you. How, how do you reflect on on the journey and and, and where Rangers have, have have been in the last eleven years? I'd say it's emotional. I think for, I think for everybody, like 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 Ben says, I think it really sort of hammered home how much this club means to you. Whenever you know it was breaking news and it was making ITN 10 o'clock news and we were just thinking what is going on here you know the uncertainty for a long period of time didn't know what was happening you know I think a lot of people I know myself included put a lot of trust into Craig White when he first came in you know he said all the right things you know blew smoke up everybody's backside you know and then it all came crashing down uh, under his watch so Aye, it's been emotional, like you say, with highs, with lows, with being there, being every ground in Scotland. Now, I think, I think our, our journey back up through the divisions, I think, definitely gave those clubs down there a new lease of life. You know, a bit of more security about them because we were, you know, we were packing them every stadium down and around there. Out could have sold the tickets three, four times, five times over. They're in traveling supports on Waverin. Um, then then as Ibrox, you know. No disrespect to the smaller teams, but Ibrox was sitting packed, and our average attendance for those seasons and those divisions was ridiculous. Yeah, and it just again, just if anything, I think we did we did being down there did Scottish football on the road divisions a bit of a, a good service until we obviously we came up and then reaching the 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 cup final last year. Um, definitely, it was something I don't think I don't think any other club could have survived what we survived. I generally don't. I think that's just us as a as a club as a fan base. I think yeah. um, nobody survives that. Yeah, yeah it's, it is incredible, isn't it, to to look at the where we are in the short space of of, of in football terms 
eleven yeah. years, we won a league title, got to a European final, and and got to um uh, and got back into the Champions League again, which is just it, it's it, if you told me that a way back and you know when we were playing at that first game against <laughs> against Brecon, um I don't think I'd have believed you, but it's no. it's nice to be be back where we belong. But uh, we comment here. There's a name I never thought I would see. Uh, Stuart Hay says Seb Fuer was a highlight to get in any team in the world. Definitely not. Never want to to, to mention Seb Foyer again or, or any of those guys that played in the lower division. I think I think we've got much better players now. But um, speaking of much better players now, um, Ben, I'll come to you on, on this wee point here. Um, it's been doing the rounds quite a lot in in the world of Rangers at the moment. You know that Malik Tillman gave a gave an interview with a German newspaper Kicker. Um, and uh, you know, I never know how to to sort of take these things. Are they a bit more honest because maybe sometimes the players don't think that, that this will get picked up in Scotland because they're giving it to a German newspaper? But regardless, he's given us quite an interesting insight. Uh, the first point I'd like to come to um, is uh, on, on why he joined Rangers. Uh, he said, because I'd followed them in the Europa League last season and they got to the final versus Frankfurt, um, I thought uh, th- through the, the chance came to play uh, the Champions League as well. Also, with the Scottish toughness, I could add another component to my game. Um, what have you thought of, of Malik Tillman and his time at Rangers? And do you think that even since the start of the season that he has added that sort of component to his game um, with the um, with the Scottish toughness, as he said? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, think, I think he's certainly... I think it's work rate, which was potentially questionable to start. I think it's improved. Um, I think you see him working back and, and, and standing up to physicality a bit more now than you did maybe at the start of the season. Whether that is just that he's enjoying his football a bit more, he's got the freedom um, under Bale. Um, but uh, I absolutely love him. I love him. You know, he can do no wrong in my eyes at this minute in time. And, and the f- fact that I still see some people that aren't sure, I, I don't understand what they're looking for because – the kid, the kid's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, his goal return alone this season for a twenty-year-old has come on loan to a country he's never played in is brilliant. Um, you know, and he is getting better week in, week out. Uh, in terms of his comments, uh, he has to say certain things. He's still a Bayern player. You know, he, he has to be professional. Um, he he may he may have aspirations of going back there, and to be honest, if 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 he is getting it in his ear that he has a realistic chance of Bayern, can anyone blame the kid? No, um, I would absolutely love us to sign him, and if we sign him, if we've got him a two year for two years, I'll be surprised because um, he's so good. He's he's going places. Yeah, as as Teddy Bears here says, he is scary good to be honest, and and I agree with that. Um, Jock, I'll come to you on the next wee point here that he mentions in in the article, um, and it's talking about his 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 time under under Geo, and maybe this question isn't directly related to Tillman, but he says um, that he feels that the the Champions League performances cost Geo his job. He said, in the league, we, we didn't reach uh, our standard. And I feel that the sporting performance, the manner of the football, it just didn't fit. It was too defensive. And we're expected to score goals at Rangers. Um, it's it's kind of hard to disagree with, with what he said there. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if it was the Champions League that cost Gio his job. But do you think this is a, an interesting wee sort of insight into the, the frustrations that the players were clearly feeling underneath Gio? And, and do you think that other players um, shared these frustrations as well? 
I think it's pretty obvious. You could see it on the on the park. You know, um, the way players were sort of getting at each other, or the body language was was certainly you know quite glaringly obvious that people people weren't happy with um, how things were going and the, and the way we were playing. Very repetitive under Geo, the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that silly status was at seventy two crosses or something in one of the games at Ibrox. It was ridiculous. Um, and like Telvin says, there he's 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 had a, he's hit the nail on the head, really, hasn't he? You know, the Champions League games were a disaster. You know, on on the park, um, and see the fair little chances were created, and all the games, you know, apart from obviously the one that the, the goal that um, the goal Ibrox Arfield scored. Um, yeah, yeah, it's league game again, the league form again. Let's say we were conceding far too many goals. Uh, that we were starting games going down. Or we were always scrambling, or we were winning, and we were throwing goals away. So, saying that we were setting up defensively, um, I could see that point, but we weren't defensively solid enough at the same time. You know, there was just too many ifs and buts. And I think it, 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 what people are saying, or the players are saying about the way Beal sets up, whether this is current players, ex players, or um, you know, players that have been with Beal down at Aston Villa, they all say the way he analyses the game and sets the teams up and delivers the team talks is, is just so different to what they're used to. And it's going back to what they were doing under Gerard. It seemed more structured under Gerard. There's, you know, people seem to have a more idea what they were doing. So, um, yeah, it, for me, hit the nail on the head with that quote regarding the performances overall league and Champions League. Yes. I totally agree. Um, Darren Nockier says, uh, Geo alienated lots of players and it was bound to fail. Yeah, I think there was certainly a lot of frustrations uh, at that time about Giovanni van Bronckhorst's time towards uh, the end of his of his Rangers career. But um, I just thought I'd mention it, seeing as that we've not really had any snippets from, from any players um, mentioning anything directly about it. Um, ben, that, that kind of brings us on on nicely to, to what um, Jock was talking about there under, under Beal. Um, of course, Talman has given us a wee a wee quote on um uh, Bill and, and how much he's he's looking forward or he looked forward to working with him. I think we know it was no secret that Bill was also looking forward to, <laughs> to working with Malik Talman, seeing as that he mentioned them in every press conference until until the first game. But he says, um, among other things, he plays attacking football. I would say he and his assistant prepare us more for opponents. We have a better fundamental feeling regarding how we approach a game. I just think that's a very interesting thing to say. And, and do you think that that ha- have you seen a bit of a, an improvement, maybe a, a change in in Tillman's game since since he came in, or since Beal has, has come in? Yeah, I have. Um, I think I think he's got more freedom. You know, um, I, I think it's less rigid. And I think I think a big thing is I feel like Geo far too many times was setting us up to stop what the opposition was doing. And it could be it could be your Livingstones. It could be I can understand that you know against better teams or in the Champions League, um, or even against Celtic. To be fair, um, you know you've got it. You've got they're 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 a decent team as much as I don't like to say it. Um, it you know you, you do have to be wary of their threats but but Gio was Gio was trying to stop them before he was letting us play and now I feel like Bill and you can see it with Ryan Kent as well um Bill has taken the reins off and is letting letting our players have the freedom to express themselves and that is exactly what a, a player like like Tillman needs he needs he needs to go and he needs he needs to enjoy his football and it at times did not look like he enjoyed the football under Gio 
No, I totally agree. And and I'll, st I'll stick with you in this wee point here. Um, something Bill has mentioned in his his previous press conferences, Ben, he's talked about Malik Tillman being a, being a six or an eight. Where do you see him playing? Uh, do you see him playing more a bit further back in that six role or, or, or a wee bit further forward in eight? Or do you even think that he could potentially play in there as a ten? I know it's unlikely now that we've got guys like Cantwell and, and, and Hadji in the team, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I think you could play anywhere along that front uh, attacking sort of unit, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think he could play anywhere. I think he is better that little bit further forward. Um, I think we now have in like Suraskin the players that can sit back a little bit more and dictate the play. Um, and I feel like he is he is somebody that can, you know, pick a pass through the lines and stuff. And, and you know, I know you can do that from both areas, but um, I feel he could play a 10, certainly. Um but I, I think that, that number eight position is, is probably where he, he, you'll get the best out of him. Yeah, and Jock, I just got the exact same same question to you. Where, where do you see um, Malik Tillman's best best position um, in, in an amount amongst that Rangers squad? And and I will add, uh, against, I think it was Kilmarnock when, when Bill put him on, I think he put him on uh, as a sort of focal point, uh, as the sort of nine and I thought he did really, really well, even even in that role. I thought he was unlucky not to not to score yeah. a goal. But yeah, that being said, where do you see him fitting into this team? I think fitting into the team is going to be through the middle. He could play anywhere because he's, he's got that. He's got this game intelligence is ridiculous. He sees channels and he sees through balls coming, and the amount of times he's cut out a through ball, their teams tried to push past us or pass through us. He's intercepted the ball. I've lost count. Counting many times he's done this during games, particularly yeah. the old firm game at Ibrox. I had done it nearly, I think, I'm sure, at least three times. Um, reading the reading the situation, reading what was happening in front of him, so he's got that intelligence for such a young age. Um, you know, you say he played played up sort of in the central sort of up front role for against Kilmarnock. He has the body, so he's got the upper strength, which is what he came to Scotland to do, was to develop that side of his game. You know, the physical side, so he, he can do that no baller he's got quick feet he can see passes and he's got yeah. he's got he just does those touches that nobody else in the team has just that little bit of quality that we've seen in, in touches there that's got his goals or it's created you know breakaways in terms of attacking and stuff um anywhere through the middle but if needs be i think he, he could be pushed out wide as well to be honest i just he's just one of those guys that can do anything from the midfield forward also, defensive-wise, he does. He does. You know, he puts in the hard yards as well. It's a lot. It's something that's not really picked up on. I think he does come back. He does get stuck in as well. And so he's he's one of those. I'd, I'd probably go a box to box if needs be. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, Curry Muncher here has put. Uh, I would have Cantwell as a Tillman as a ten, and, and Raskin as a six. Uh, that is interesting. Having having Tillman as the ten, I, I always thought it would be better suited maybe maybe to the to the eight role, and I, I think that's where Bill has been playing them. But something you said there, it, it was um, there was a oh, it's, uh, let me. FB Wonder Kids on Twitter, they had this amazing stat and I, I loved it. And it was the total duels won of under 21 players in Europe. I don't know if either of you seen this, but it's it's fantastic. I did. Malik Tillman is sitting at number four on that list, which is insanely high. Um, he's only beaten by Jude Bellingham is, is one of the players that's beaten him on that list. Um, maybe for comparison, um, the only other player that I kind of recognised off that list was uh, Xavi Simmons um, at PSV, and he's four places below him, and we certainly got our 
could potentially get Malik Tillman for a lot less than than uh, Javi Simmons, who was heavily linked with us in the summer there. Um, ben, I'll, I'll come to you in the, in the next point here. Um, when he's talking about his future, as, as we've said, he gives a very sort of professional media-trained answer as somebody who you would expect uh, who is a, a Bayern Munich player at, at the end of the day. But he, he says... I just want to play football as much as possible. To me, it's relatively unimportant where that is. I feel comfortable here. In fact, very, very comfortable. I bring my performances, which I think Rangers are really happy with, but I also imagine the same with people at Bayern. So we'll see. Um, what do you think of this? I saw on social media there was a few people um, a bit worried by saying, you know, He's not directly coming out and saying, "I want, I definitely, definitely want to play for Rangers." I, I suppose it's different for for all as as supporters at the end of the day because <laughs> we would play for free if, if if we were good enough. But um, yeah, what do you think about his his comments, especially when he says it's relatively unimportant to me where where he plays? Yeah, I mean, he, he's twenty years old. He's living the dream either way. He's a professional footballer. Um, you know, I think I think. He's done the right thing. I think he's been advised on what to say. Um, he doesn't want to come out straight away and say, I want to come to Rangers, and then Byron turn around and say, Well, you're our player and we still want you. Um, and and at the same time, he's I don't I don't like to see it, but he may he maybe also be putting out, you know, failures to other clubs to say, Listen, I'm playing well, you know, I'm available. I hope I hope not. I hope it is between ourselves and Byron. Um, and I hope I hope if Bayern want them, I can't. I can't see if Bayern want them that he'd be in the position where he'd be going into their team next season. So I would hope a sort of compromise situation would be send him on loan to us again for another season. Um, but he's he's given the answer that he has to. He has to give. Um, you know, he's being respectful to us. He's saying he's enjoying it, um, but he's keeping his options open, which is fair enough. Yeah, that's. It. I think that's the thing that we all need to remember. At the end of the day, he is still a a, a Bayern player. Um, I, we'll maybe get into the the deal of, uh, in the next question, but um, to to Ben's point there, I was having a wee look at that uh, the team that played PSG last night, and uh, there was only a couple of players there. Um, a very strong team as you would expect, but there was a few players on the bench I didn't realise, so I chucked it into the group, um, and the guys seemed to say Ibrahimovic and is it Stanisic were the two sort of standouts on that bench they're both younger than Tillman um, and I think they're maybe Bayern see them as a wee bit further ahead in, in their career so I'm hoping that's a bit of a positive but um, yeah same question to, to you Jock I mean at this point I think it's a no-brainer whether or not we sign Malik Tillman um, but we've got to do it but do you, are you encouraged by what he's saying there or, or do you just think you know similar to, to Ben that it's just standard professional answer that it's just what he's got to say? Yeah, it's a safe answer, isn't it? Like you say, he's been respectful for, to, to both parties, um, which he has to be really at this stage because um, the last thing he wants is to sort of get the fan base on his back if he says something at a turn. Um, plus the fact that you know, this is an interview in a German newspaper. Con you don't know the context of questions and you don't really know the translation either unless you speak fluent German. So yeah. um, like you say, it depends on what, 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 the, what way the deal structured. You know, if the deal could be in place and it's all rubber stamped, it's just done the, the you know the, the the player to say yes, okay, I'm happy for the deal to go through. He could get to the end of the season, and like you say, other offers could come in, and he might. It's up to him, really. I think at the end of the day, if if the two clubs have agreed to the, the loan deal with a, a future fee in place, it, it mm -hmm. comes down to the player. So, ideally, 
ideally we make him feel his home as best we can and and Bill and Ross Wilson work their magic and just make him feel as comfortable. We as a fan base just show him how much we love him and, and just try and get him to see that Rangers maybe for the next two years is the best place to be playing your football because you, you're going to get every single Rangers fan out their seat and backing you 100%. Yeah, that that's the thing exactly. It's if I don't like I said, I, I've, I'm a bit worried about you know the deal itself because it's not been really clear as to, to how it is. I'm just going on based on what Rangers said when they initially signed them, saying that we've got an yep. exclusive option to buy them. Um, as always, it's never straightforward in, <laughs> in the wonderful world of, of Rangers. And, and given that Bills come out and said. Um, you know, the, the, if they decide to take them, that they, they will take them, which I thought at the time was maybe a bit harsh, but maybe it's a wee ruthless side that, that we maybe need to, to see from, from Bill. Um, look, I'm maybe going to stray off the agenda a wee bit here as I see the, the fear in, in the two U's um, faces here. But Curry Munchar made a, a, a good point that I, I did have, but I took it out because I, I, I didn't know if we'd have enough time to talk about it. But seeing as people want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Um, the one thing that needs to be addressed is Tav's fitness, dropping form and a real lack of effort this season. Performances have dropped off a cliff and probably our weakest player um, of the last season and a half. Um, ben, I'll, I'll, I know I've, there's no really been any prep on this, but that's kind of like questions like this. Right. Um Genuinely, I have been a bit frustrated with, with Tav this season. I, I, I don't have the stats off the top of my head. I think at this point, I think he's maybe scored one goal in the league um, than what he had last year, which may be surprisingly. But I know his assists are, are, are way, way, way down. Um, and I, and I, I agree with, with what Curry said there. I don't think he's been putting in uh, sort of Rangers-level performances at times. I mean, he's, he's done okay. Um, but what, where where do you sit on this? Do you think it's is he just in the team because he's the captain at the moment, um, or, or do you think there's a, a bit more to it? Well, I, I can only judge him by his own levels, and he's not been at his own levels. There's no doubt about that. Um, I don't think I would agree with lack of effort. I don't think he's not trying. Um, I don't think any player out there is going out and not trying. But his his consistency level and his performance has not has not been up to his own standards or to what we expect from our captain, um, and what we've grown to expect from him. Um, I'm surprised by that. What you said about his goals, because um, I thought it'd been way way off. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think I'm surprised given that Divine had come in. And had done really well uh, playing out of position. I'm surprised he hasn't been given any more of an opportunity. I was surprised he wasn't played in the cup game. Um, and I think I think Tav needs competition. And right now, it's quite evident that he doesn't have any. Um, and I suppose his performances aren't going to go up unless there's somebody pushing him. They should. He should be pushing himself, obviously. But um, you know, he needs he needs somebody. He had Nathan Patterson there, who you could see really was was going to push him. Um, Divine hasn't been given the chance. I don't know right now if he's he's, he's quite ready to be you know starting week in week out. But I think given that Tav's not been at his own level or what we what we would want from him, um, I think maybe Divine does deserve a chance. Yeah, I, th- I I am in that same sort of camp. Um, Jock, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, Curry Muncher here says, Kyle, take away the dead balls and the penalties and Tav sitting two goals and three assists. Um, that maybe changes the, the perspective of, of, of things a wee bit because I certainly remember, certainly in the Europa League, sliding in at the back post quite quite a few times. But uh, something that does, does my head in at games is Tav 
<laughs> constantly taking the free kicks that we've got in goal because I, I couldn't tell you the last time that, that he actually scored from one. But uh, yeah, what, where, where do you sit on it? Do you do do you think that it's just? I, I, I agree with Ben. It's not it's not a lack of effort, but. From the start of the season, I, I, I mean, it's impossible to say, but I think he's been carrying a wee niggle or or, or something. But uh, to the point Ben's made as well that um, Divine's not really, maybe not giving him a, enough of a challenge. Where where do you sit on it all, and, and do you think we should maybe be looking at a new right back in the in the summer? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's like everything Ben said there, spot on. Um, you know, any player the Rangers needs somebody chasing the shirt behind them. Um, and, and say Patterson was that quality level, that level of quality that was going to be pushing him for uh, this the shirt, you know, you know, even when he's captain. Um, and any time Tab did drop out, which is very rarely because he's been that consistent in terms of injuries and performances over the last, you know, three, four, five seasons with stats. Everything seems to be sort of slowing down. Now, whether he's, whether that is, he's because he's been carrying that niggle and he's not, um, he's not shaking it off, or it's maybe one that he, he's maybe. We just don't know. We were told he wasn't injured for a while. We were told that that wasn't the case. Um, like you say, it's it's hard. It's difficult to know why the this the the assessing goals aren't there because it's been consistent. He's been consistently consistent at getting goals and putting balls in the box for somebody to score. Um, I don't agree with you on the free kick level. It's not been good enough. But he's a captain, so captains has has to say really. Um, you know, Borna was really the only other one that was hitting free kicks at that point. But then we weren't really getting a lot of free kicks in and around the box anyway for a long time. So I don't know with Tav. I think it's just I think really the season these TNs Tav they can just reset and just go to next season. Um, because it's just it's just not been it's just not been there this season at all, and, and to go from such the highs of the goals he was scoring against you know Dortmund and you know the, the semi final Ibrox, you know those those moments are just he'll never ever top that. So maybe we were setting the bar too high, yeah. And maybe that maybe this is it, the gradual decline of, of Tav now because Tav's been with us for how long now? And every division he was in, though the two divisions, sorry, he was there with us. Every season's been frightening. You know, so m- maybe this is the 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 the, the slow decline that has you know high cons- higher stats and and high goal scoring record if it's just going to be penalties. So a new right back, I think, is something we need to do be looking at it's purely for competition. Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of interesting opinions on this. Uh, Darren Nock here says Divine was excellent when he covered at left back. Surprised he hasn't played more at right back. It, it's really hard to, to disagree with that. Um, I mean, I, I, it's terrible to say it, but I think part of the reason why Tav hasn't been dropped is because he he is the captain. Is that yeah. right or wrong? Um, we're not we're not the manager of Rangers Football Club, so I suppose it's it's not for us to decide. But we can certainly have an opinion on it. Uh, Paul Harper here is even a bit more critical. He says, "Think Tav should go before his reputation gets tarnished, as he's been a great servant for the club and definitely definitely need a new right back." As I said, th- this is where Matthias Zakowski comes back absolutely huge from his, his stint in Poland and his tearing up the league um, next year. Um, so, uh, Jock, I'll, I'll stick with you on, on the next point here. 
Um, it is some news about uh, former chairman Dave King. He's ended his share deal with um, fan group Club 1872. Uh, it was a scheme that was designed to, to see the Rangers supporters group uh, owning a majority of the club's shares by buying them directly from King um, through Club 1872. Um, Dave King gave a number of reasons as to why this wasn't working out. Um, reason number one, he said some supporters prefer to buy their own shares directly. Some supporters would support joint fan ownership, but not within Club 1872. The difficult economic conditions, supporters no longer feel that the club is under threat and the, club, the club's recent <laughs> campaign against Club 1872 and its officers, which I think point number five, very interesting. What's your yeah. what's your thoughts on, on, on this? And um, I don't know, a bit, it's a bit of a... I don't know if it's a bit of a shame it's come to an end, but it's um, yeah. What's your thoughts on the the whole situation? A good idea in principle. Yeah, good idea in principle. I say that the fan ownership model, I think, is what majority of people would obviously want to go down. Bar some Saudi prince coming in with thirty billions worth of oil money, you know what I mean? Um, but that's just not the position Rangers is in. So I could see what he's trying to do, but like it's like you say, he's he's listed off number of reasons here but I think oh, a big part of it obviously now is the financial climate for everybody because everybody's you know going through what everybody's going through at the moment so people just don't have that money um, but Rangers are, you know Rangers are taking plenty of money from the fans that are putting the money directly to the club in that sense because they'll, they'll pay for their tickets they'll pay for the merchandise and they'll pay for their my dears and everything like that maybe fans that have money think that's enough you know it's 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 a, it's a catch twenty two with something like this. You really need to have somebody who's going to take take ownership of it and and drive it forward. And it just doesn't look as though that's been the case with us. Yeah, it's again, it's hard to disagree with 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 what you've you've said there, Jock Ben. I ask a similar question to you, sort of. Maybe I don't want to criticise anybody, but it's the optics on it haven't been great between Club eighteen seventy two and the club. It's been sort of squabbles is maybe the way I would describe it and it's just it's not benefited anybody on on either side um but just as what's your thoughts on on sort of fan ownership as a whole and and, and do you see that as something that, that Rangers should be aspiring to one day I mean I, I like I like fan ownership in principle um it's it's just the politics behind making it actually happen and putting it into place is is a is a very very difficult task and is certainly one one that is way over my head um but yeah football football belongs to the fans clubs belong to the fans and and, and the fans should have a huge say if not you know as you say be the ownership um but and and, and i think it, it was the right idea but as you say those, those squabbles and things it, it just it just didn't look good you know and it, and it will put people off at times and it's like which which side do i have to pick do i have to pick it club 1872 the club you know mm-hmm. And it's like, like we all support Rangers. We don't all should be together. Now I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone specifically, like because I don't know enough. But um, yeah, it, it was just that it was like, do you agree with this? Do you agree with that? Or you know, it, it was divisive when it was meant to be bringing us together. And I think that's that's where it kind of fell down. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dead interesting. I, I I just I don't know having. I like German football quite a lot, and 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 I I love the way that it's done over there with the fifty one percent fan ownership and I think it's a really, really good idea and I think they really, really get the best out of their football teams and, and just the, 
I've been to Hamburg and and just that whole experience as a as a fan was just like nothing that I'd I, I'd I'd been to before. Just the lead up to the game, you know. I, I really hope that that's something that, that that can happen at Rangers. I suppose they are trying to do something like that with the, the addition of new heads and house um, and things like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a I think it's pie in the sky stuff maybe with with Rangers. But it's really interesting to see. Um, Nicholas here says uh, fan ownerships too many cooks spoil the broth. Um, which, which uh, you know, I was maybe expecting people to be a wee bit more behind it. And, and the trying Scotsman here says, I believe Rangers are too big to be owned by fans, which is another interesting opinion on it. Um, correct there. Um, look, the next point, uh, Jocko, I'll come to you. And I promise everybody watching, we absolutely didn't plan this. But let's just say <laughs> when I found out who I was on with, and then uh, uh, an interview with Stephen Davis dropped yesterday, I was absolutely ecstatic. Um but uh, in December, Beal revealed that, that Stephen Davis had suffered a, a really, really serious knee injury, um, which is going to keep him out for the rest of the season. Um, I, I don't know if that's still the case. I, I know that Beal likes to give <laughs> give updates um, and, and his injuries in all his press conferences. I feel especially with, with Suter and Yilmaz, it's just another two weeks, just another three weeks <laughs> or whatever. But um, um, yeah, just he, he gave RTV an exclusive interview. He, he just it was so good just to hear him speaking again because the guy is the ultimate professional. But I, I don't know, maybe it's just because of the way that I see him. It's no secret on here that he is my all time favorite player, Stephen Davis. Um, but it was maybe uh surprising to hear him saying that he's you know been struggling with it. Um, and it's been really really good to have the, a club the size of Rangers supporting him and his family through this jock. Yeah, because um, he's um, the highest cap record British football player, isn't he? Am I right in saying yep. that? So you don't get that without, <laughs> without, being, uh, without being injured and without missing games. So I'd say this is, I think, I can't remember him ever having a serious injury like this in his entire time with Rangers. So I'd imagine this is quite tough for him. But um, if, if he's coming out and saying things like that, then I didn't see the interview. I only saw the one he did in the BBC. Uh, for over here, and um, you know he was he was positive, he, you know, positive outlook and everything that was going on with the injury. But he's saying that um, he was finding it a wee bit tough because he's not seeing progress straight away. But he says it's probably going to take a week or two before he starts seeing real progress with it. But he's, you know, he's out, he's he's in the pool doing the movement, doing the movement on it and stuff. So I've never, I've always known that this type of injury carries, you know, six to twelve months sort of shelf life really. Um, so I don't know enough about the ins and outs of it. I just know it's one of these ones that takes a long time. So um, I'm not sure when his deal was up with. Has his deal run out in the summer, does it? His in playing summer, deal yeah. anyway. His playing yeah. deal, I'd, I'd imagine that it, uh, um, they'll keep him on in some capacity as a coach, or if not, it'll be maybe a scout or something. Because with his tie to over here, he obviously will be able to keep send them over and get them scouting players over here. Because traditionally, we've always taken players from over here back back to Glasgow anyway so um, I'd, I'd be sad to see him go because I think he's, he's been here so long and he's too big a character and like you say he's that model professional that um, I don't want him to go anywhere else just want to stay at Rangers Yeah uh, I'm the exact same and, and Ben it was it was really really interesting in that interview there was a couple of wee things he says there's still good things to come until the end of the season and he doesn't see this as a as a beginning of, of the end chapter and uh, his time at Rangers so uh, yeah, number one is what, what do you think? It, it, not refreshing, but I suppose it's 
you know, the pedestal we all put Stephen Davis up on. It's it's nice to hear him say that he's, you know, it's not a scoosh for him to to sit by the sideline and say this that he's, you know, he's like the rest of us. He's he's got his struggles and 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 finds it difficult. But um, that and, and and where do you see him at the end of the? Do you, would you offer him take take your your Northern Ireland and your Rangers hat off for for one second? I know that's difficult to do. But Impossible. <laughs> but would you offer him another deal at the club? Would you like to see him staying around, maybe in a different capacity? Um, I can see him managing Rangers one day. Um, I really can. Um, but uh, for the immediate, I, I would have I would have given him another contract um, prior to the injury. It will depend on how he comes back. Um, but knowing how professional he has been his entire career, he will be given everything to his rehab. Um he leads his life in a in a really good way as well. That which which yeah. will which is probably testament to the fact that this is his first major injury at, at 38. Um, you know, and it will stand him a good stead. Um and I I I would have I think you know when Michael Beale came in when he was speaking about him, and he hadn't played much under under Geo. Um, no. but when Michael Beale kept speaking about him and really, really talking him up and saying how important he still can be, um, yeah. I would imagine that that you know there he Taking the injury away would have would have been looking him to play a big part certainly till the end of the season, and I have no doubt that Stephen Davis obviously doesn't have the legs maybe that he used to have, but you know he has the brain to pick passes that there's no other player in our team can do that. Um, with maybe Tillman might be the only one that that comes close, um, but I I I believe that although the legs aren't there, the brain will still be there. He still scans that field. He still sees things. He basically runs every game that he that he um, that he plays in. Um, and you know when when I look at when he came on in the semi final um, last season um, in the Scottish Cup. You know, he really controlled the game for us. I feel like even when he came on in the Europa League final, he really made a massive difference. He controlled the tempo of it. And and he still does. I mean, I, I watched him not long ago playing against Italy at, at 38 for Northern Ireland. And and I mean Verratti's on the field and, and real good good midfielders. And Stephen Davis ran the game, you know. It's just the same the other the other time are useless, but you know, <laughs> that's another another thing. Um but yeah, I, I, I believe that he that he that he still has a role to play as a player, but but that the club the club will have plans for him. My only question is that is I believe his family still live down this South England. So it's whether he would want to continue, you know, in a coaching capacity. Um but he loves the club. Uh and and he, he in his interview he still has the hunger. So I'd imagine he he, he will still want to be around. Yeah, Ben, this, I'll stick with you on this. This is the only point I will ever, ever, ever talk about international football on this show because I have slight leanings towards Northern Ireland. Do you see him after this when he comes back to his injury? Surely he's got to keep playing for, for Northern Ireland because I, I can't see anybody that, that displaces him in that team. Yeah, no, he, he'll still play. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And that was one of the things he talked about. And he did an interview with the BBC over here. Um, and one of the things he said that is getting them through this, um, through this rehab and all, is the thought of pulling on the Northern Ireland shirt and the Rangers shirt again. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I could see Stephen Davis playing for Northern Ireland even if he doesn't have a club in in, in a year's time or whatever. I genuinely could. I, I think he'll retire playing for Northern Ireland. He, you know, he lives to do it, uh, and he couldn't have represented us better for years and years i remember his, his debut in 2005 i mean to still be playing like it's incredible yeah it's absolutely outstanding and as, as everybody said he's, he's the ultimate professional and that that's why i love him so much is that and he's 
he's a he just happens to be a very very good football player as well. Um, Jock, I'll, I'll come to you in the next few point here. It, it's a quick one. It's just that the Rangers RFC youth development um, had a four hundred thousand pounds donation to the youth program, uh, which is an incredible sum of money. All that's raised through sort of bricks, the the halftime draw. Um, the Rangers lotto and all that sort of stuff. Um, just a wee quick shout out for our very, very own Scott Cameron, who's in, involved in all that sort of side of things. You can find him uh, on Twitter at Cami26 underscore two. Uh, and he said to mention that you can find him in the West enclosure um, before every game where you can buy your, your halftime draw. And he said to definitely make sure that everybody knows that he sold the winning ticket at the last home game. So um, if you're not involved in that, um, maybe drop Scott a wee message on Twitter if that's something you're interested in. But uh, Jock, just it's a, it's another fantastic uh, sum of money that, that's donated, and I think it was up to ten million since is it two thousand and three, two thousand and four, something like that. I read, yeah, which is which is incredible, and it's it just keeps keeps the youth development going, and 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 it brings guys like you know your your Lowrys and your, and your Kings and your Divines into the team. That's it. Big big sum of money that you, you know you would expect to come from a player sale or well, you know the team something that's come like uh mccann you know um going out the door for s- sort of similar money so any donation that's coming in the size of that that's you know hundreds of thousands is going to benefit going to benefit the rangers youth um academy going forward and help produce players of of mccann i mean we brought him from man united but he's, he was on he was in there for a couple of years um uh lowry and um, young guys like Lovelace, you know, those are young guys that are coming through. That's mm-hmm. what we need in this Rangers team is young, you know, young Rangers players. That's what we're looking for. So long may it continue. Yeah, Shona McLean here's got a wee point. They really should do something like a crossbar challenge or something outside Edmonton House when it's finished and put the money for that to the youth team. That that would be hilarious because oh my god, the amount of people making an absolute arse of themselves outside Ibrooks. I think uh, Craig and I would certainly be at the, <laughs> the front of the, the list for that. Um Ben, I'll come to you in the next week point here. Um maybe just to highlight it, there's been a lot made of of referees and a, a certain pundit with with leanings that are not towards Rangers has we could he take a, a blowtorch to his neck with some of the comments he's been hitting out with the, the last week. But uh, Nick Walsh has, has been appointed the man in charge of the VFL Cup final um, for the old firm game. Um, what do you make of this? Is it because it was headlines? You're just happy that VAR may be involved as well against Celtic? Or what, what's your thoughts on, on Walsh being announced as here? Because it's funny because I've seen both sides go, I've seen Celtic supporters say on, on. Rangers leaning Nick Walsh, and I've seen Rangers supporters going, is he not a Celtic supporter? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's one of the he's one of the better of a very very bad bunch. If I'm honest, um, I'm just glad it's not Willie Collum. Is all I can say. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't come down to the referee, um, but you know, considering the last time we played them in a, in a League Cup final, you know, they won by an offside goal. It, it inevitably does, um, but. You know, I, I'm more worried about the 11 players we have on the pitch, and hopefully, you know, we can do the job. They seem to enjoy a meltdown of a referee so much. And yeah, as for that pundit, well, the less said, the better. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Was just a wee point I, I thought I'd bring up, seeing as it was uh, 
it was quite mentioned quite a lot in social media today. Um, look, before we go, um, let's just get go ahead. I don't think there's a pod coming back in, until until the post match against Levy. So, um, Jock, I'll, I'll come to you. Um, what's your thoughts on, on the game against uh, Livingston? We know it's a, a bit of an unusual away three pm kickoff uh, away from home on the Saturday. Uh, I think we were talking before it. We were a bit surprised. Maybe it wasn't selected for TV. Is as you're right. I, I seem to remember every single game against Livingston has been been shown on the television. But um, how do you think Rangers will, will will prepare for this one? Do you think it'll be a, a similar team to what we saw against Partick Thistle, or, or do you think Bilo will bring the changes in? I think he'll bring the changes in. I think um, I think we'll probably see the sort of similar lineup that we had uh, at Tynecastle because I, I hope uh, Lundstrom's back for that. Um, they, I don't know if you want to risk certain players on that pitch. As we all know, it's a plastic guff. So <laughs> yeah. um, I'd say I say there'll be a few changes. I um, and I say the, the odd time at three o'clock on a Saturday for an away game. It's I really should be on sort of. At, a Sunday thing, especially if, if our team, you know, our team in Glasgow is playing at home against Aberdeen. So, mm-hmm. um, I do imagine there'll be changes made, but I tell you, it should be, should be a good game to to watch because hopefully we get a good number of goals against them because they're not in good form at the moment. That's it. Um, and I'll stick with you, Jock. I'm assuming that you don't think James Sands will be. <laughs> I'll be still sitting in it at centre half. Where do you think some of those changes will be, and and do you think that we will see um, Raskin maybe starting again? Raskin, I'm not too sure. Sands obviously will be out. They'll be I'll probably be back to uh, the, the, the two uh, Goldson and and Davies. Um, uh, midfield wise, I say if lunch, actually, when I think, I'll think about it now. Lunchtime's maybe coming back from injury. You might not risk Lunchtime on the pitch. So Raskin might start actually. When I think about it. Um, up front, I'd imagine it'll be it'll be Morelos up front again, um, and then it, I'd it'd be Kent and Kent and Cantwell, mm-hmm. and then Tillman in there as well. I yeah, don't see and, left back and right back changing it either. Yeah, I know. After all that, knowing knowing us and, and being on this pod, that'll be the game that after we've talked about Tav, that the, the vinyl come in for him, <laughs> won't it? Um, but, but Ben, I asked the exact same question to you. How are you expecting Rangers to to line up against um, against Livingston? And can you see you know a similar sort of team? Do you think Cholak will start again, um, or do you think he will go back to, to Alfredo Morelos? No, I I have to say I agree with Jock. Um, I think Morelos definitely comes in. He's been a good form in the league. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with with Cholak, although he's coming back from injury and hasn't played a lot. Um, yeah, I think. The, the defense picks itself, uh, McGregor, McGregor and goal. Um, and I think Raskin will play, um, partly because, because Lundstrom with the big game next week, I uh, don't think you risk him if he, if, if he even is fit, I'm not sure. Um, and then, yeah. And then the midfield again would be the same for me, um, with, with Campwell, with, uh, Ryan Kent and Tillman. Perfect. Uh, that, that's uh, uh, my next question was going to be: Is can can you see Hadji starting again? But uh, do you think do you think when we see Hadji being introduced into the squad a wee bit more? Like I, I personally thought that he was not that great, and he looked. We know he's a bit slow, um, but I just thought he looked massively off it. And it's a it's a it's a difficult one. How do we get a guy in? It's he needs minutes, but he's not good enough to get those minutes at the moment. Yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna. Have to. I think for the rest of the season, Hadji is just about getting them, getting them minutes here and there, um, and maybe starting 
you know, the less important games as, as they come towards the end of the season, which unfortunately they will when the league is is gone, which I, which I think it is. Um, he might start in certain games like that, but um, no, I don't think he's in a position, certainly, to, to be playing now. But I, I won't be judging him at all until basically the start of next season. Um, you know, you'd like to see little bits of improvement. But you know he, he's had a he's had a year out without kicking a ball, um, and you know he's gonna he's gonna struggle for for a little while. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and Jock, just before I get a score prediction off you, uh, Curry Muncher here, he's given um, uh, his team to us. Um, the name there that was very very uh, I thought was missing massively at the weekend was was Sakala. Uh, do you think he'll come back in? I don't know. Possibly because we're looking to break the lines and we're looking to go in behind them. So pace, pace, uh, Kent and and Sakala driving in behind for for the three balls um, certainly would help with that. Um, I see. I don't think Sakala featured against um, against Partick Thistle at all. So yeah, if he's not featured, then I'd say probably he will be. He'll definitely get minutes at some point if he doesn't. He's not on the pitch at the start. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shona McLean's just absolutely. Coming at the back post last minute with a with a really interesting point here, um, and I'd be dead keen to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, ben, I'll start with you. Ruth Wayne Fit is ahead of Cholak. What what do you think about that? Well, firstly, what is Ruth Fit? What does that mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, he, I mean he is. He's a better. He's a better footballer. Um, you know, he gives you more. He gives you more to the team than than Cholak does. Um, there's no there's no doubt. I mean, Cholak was bought. In my opinion, to be our third striker, so that, that you know that fits that fits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that. Yeah, and and Jock, what 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 do you think of that as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree. Um, Ruth yeah. just a different different entity from Cholak and Alfie. Um, he's he's more intelligent. You know, we've seen that that you know the fifty five season where he, he was scoring all types of different goals because his his movement was ridiculous and he, he, he had a good relationship with the midfield um, where he was getting these pass slip balls in through the side channels just sort of maybe 10-15 yards in from the touchline that were allowing him to come in and he has something special in him as well he can just pull something out his backside he's one of them boys so I would agree with that Yeah I actually thought his cameo against um, against Partick I thought he was really really good when he came in I, I, was, I was unlucky Yeah I was surprised to, to see him sort of starting out I, sort of, I was out in the right and then he was out in the left and then he was through the middle and I think that's interesting. It's, I hate it because we all know what his injury record like. <laughs> we followed it, you know, when he was at Anderlecht and, and when he was at Leeds as well to an extent. And I think even when he was at Oxford, they had a couple of bad injuries early on in his career. But it's it's because he's so good. But still, if we can keep him fit, if we can keep him fit, um, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I would I would be hanging on to him as 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 long as as long as we can. Um, Trying Scotsman here can't can't not mention this comment. Uh, Son of the Moth will definitely start. Totally agree with that. Um, yeah. But Ben, just before we go, I just get a wee score prediction off you against Livingston. Three one. Oh, and and would you trouble us with some scorers? Uh, I'll go Morelos, Kent, and Raskin. Yes, that's exactly who I was going to say to get a, I get a wee goal. Um, Jock, and can you just do the same? Just give us a wee score prediction and who you think the scorers will be. Ben stole my prediction, so I'm going to go four 0 again. Uh, I'll go Alfie. I think Campbell will get his debut goal. 
Rashkin, probably Tav. I'd say Tav got a penalty. Um, say Alfie double, Alfie double, Tav penalty, and Campbell. There we go. So, so you're predicting that Tav will, will uh, equal his goal scoring record from from last season with about nine or ten games to go in the league. <laughs> that that yep. certainly one an interesting one, given given how uh, <laughs> the discussion on him earlier on. Um, yep. Aldo here says level will be tough, but hopefully three points. And Zakala, we need them in the starting lineup. Caroline says three one with Cantwell. And Curry Muncher says 2-0 going on 6-0. Um, look, just want to say thanks to uh, my guest tonight. Thanks, Jock. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Cheers. Thank you. Loved it. And same to you, Ben. Absolute pleasure talking to you about Rangers as always. Yeah, brilliant. Enjoy it. Thank you. Well, thank you. And just to everybody watching, listening, thanks as always. Thanks for the comments tonight. That was a really, really good one. Really enjoyed interacting with you all. And, and there was a wee couple of curveballs chucked in there. So thank you. Um, just remember, give us a like and subscribe on, on all the usual channels, platforms, if you've not already. Uh, the next podcast, I'm sure, uh, I'm not sure who's hosting it. It might be Ross, actually. Um, so so that's one for everybody there. Uh, who knows? I, I, I hear he's been growing his locks out to, to see if he can get them the, the same as Cantwell so we'll see what he's doing on that one me, me too um, <laughs> yeah you got got a while to go and a, and a full trip to Turkey for that one Ben um, but uh, yeah just thanks everybody for watching and we will see you soon Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.